Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. Hello, hello. I'm so excited for this episode. I have the one and only Kate House. Kate is the host of the Live by Design podcast, and that is right up my alley. I believe your life is your canvas, and we are the artists created in the image of God, and it's up to us to design our canvas with God and be intentional with our time and live by design. So I'm just so excited to have this conversation. I was recently on um, Kate's podcast, and we had a great conversation, and I wanted to bring Kate on to talk to us today about habits and routines. Um, she has a thing called the Keystone Habit that she has been, you know, uh, I guess mirroring and implementing in her life. And so I'm super curious to learn what that is. So you're in for a treat today. It's going to be a special conversation. And let's go ahead and welcome Kate to the show. Hi, Kate. Hi, Polly. Thank you so much for having me here. This is so much fun. Yay. So tell the audience a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. So I always joke that by day I'm a mom, I've got a four-year-old and a three-year-old and I'm home with them full time and they definitely keep me on my toes. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is one of like the purposes I like to lean into every day is just getting to be their mom and spending time with them. And we live in our small town of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And my husband is my college sweetheart, which is hilarious because I had no intention of dating anyone seriously in college. And then I met him and was like, well, there goes that plan. (laughs) But we've been together, I mean, since we were like 18 years old. And so it's just so beautiful to get to raise a family together. So that's what I do by day. And by night, I'm the host, like you just said, of the Live by Design podcast. I, I help women live by design and not by default by releasing overwhelm and getting unstuck and helping launch us into action again. And so, yeah, that's what, those are like the two things that I love to pour into every day. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. So I'm right there with you, two little kiddos. It's a lot. (laughs) It's easy to get overwhelmed. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. It's easy to make plans. And then all those plans just go out the window, right? Like, like that's one of the biggest things with having littles is like, you just have to be so flexible and your flexibility is not a failure. That's kind of what I've been learning lately is mm-hmm. like, this isn't a fail. It's like, this is part of your calling. Go get your child. He's sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm excited to dive into these topics of Keystone habit. Like, where did you learn that? What does it mean? How can we do it? I yes. love getting practical nitty gritty advice. So let's talk about that first. Yeah, absolutely. I could talk about habits like all day long. So I'm so excited for this conversation. So that's a great question where I first came across the term keystone habits. It was probably, I I love to like geek out and read all of the like habit books. Um, they're, they're just so fun for me. That's the kind of stuff that like 
I love learning about and I love sharing like the best of what I learned so that not everybody has to go down the rabbit hole in the same way. And I, it was probably when I was reading um, works by Charles Duhigg. He's like one of the like one of the, the main people who really introduced us to these ideas of habits and the way that they can really impact our lives in a really positive way. And he has this term he uses of a keystone habit. And so if you picture in your mind's eye, like, um, like an old brick part of a city and there's like a, an archway made out of bricks, usually at the very top, there's a stone called the keystone. And it, it, in terms of like the way it works scientifically or like with physics is it's the one that holds everything together. It's like the most important one in the whole arch. And that's why it's a keystone habit is the idea of a keystone habit is it's foundational. It's the most important one and everything else comes after it. It's almost like, um, to give another metaphor, like dominoes. And the first domino is your keystone habit. It's the one that sets up your day to feel however it is you want to feel in your day. Maybe it's vibrant, maybe it's energetic, maybe it's productive. I mean, you get to decide what that is, but it's the first domino. And then it, it impacts all the other dominoes in that it creates this really beautiful, positive ripple effect where you do your keystone habit. You know, my keystone habit is my morning routine. It's the way I start my day as a really present and patient parent because I first take time for myself and I really pour into myself during that time before I'm touched out, before I'm a little overwhelmed by all the things going on in my day. I use that time to get really centered and to reconnect before I go into my day. And when I do that, I'm, I'm just... I'm like a better version of myself. And so that leads me to making decisions where I'm patient with my children. It leads me to being really present with my husband. It leads me even, even just choosing like to drink my breakfast smoothie that I know is like chock full of nutrients, right. Instead of like grabbing like something, you know, delicious, but maybe not, doesn't have much nutritional value, right. It's this, this first domino that falls. And then I choose all these good things as a result. It's like, it sets the trajectory of your day. That's so good. Okay. I need this. Yes. Okay. <laughs> my, my problem is like, Oh, I've got a great habit. Like Monday and Tuesday of this week, I did a 50 minute walk, about almost three miles, listened to a sermon. And let me tell you Monday and Tuesday of this week was incredible. Like mm-hmm. incredible, felt good all day was felt healthier. You know, it was a, that was a great thing, but then I didn't do it Wednesday. Right. So mm-hmm. here we are. That's not like, it's like <laughs> consistency is a problem with me for sure. So what is your morning routine? And my mm-hmm. follow-up question is, do you do it before your kids wake up? Oh, that's such a good question. Yes. Yeah, so my morning routine, well, actually I might address your second question first, because I feel like this is so relevant for so many of us, especially in the seasons that you and I are in with little kids. My kids are like little roosters. They wake up at like 6 a.m., sometimes earlier. Um, I've tried putting them to bed later. I've tried all the things. We have buddy clock. We've tried it all. They just, they wake up early. (laughs) And so I used to try to wake up and do my morning routine before they did. And they, they know, I swear, like, even if my, I set my watch and it vibrates and nobody else can hear it. My kids know when I leave the top floor and I go downstairs to do my morning routine. And so my husband and I were like, at first I was like feeling frustrated. I was like, I'm waking up so early to have this time for myself. And then I end up watching cartoons on the couch because my kids wake up. And 
Uh, so eventually my husband and I were like, all right, let's do this proactively. And cause he has a morning routine as well. So what we do is from six to seven, he has his hour of time. And so if the kids wake up before then, which they always do, I hang out with them and get them breakfast and we cuddle, you know, we like start our day nice and quiet together. And then from seven to eight, my husband like watches them and, you know, empties the dishwasher and does all those kinds of things. And then I take an hour of time for myself to really love myself well. And then uh, my husband works from home. So I come up for my morning routine, my little spaces in our basement. And then I, you know, tag in and he goes upstairs and starts his workday in his office. So that's how we work it like logistically. And then in terms of the time, um, I try it on like my best days. It's an hour long. Um, if one of my kids is sick or just needs some extra time with me in the morning, um, or maybe, you know, slept in my bed overnight because they were sick or something. And maybe I only have 30 minutes. I can always pare it down. But the first thing I like to do is I come down to the space where I'm sitting right now, which is my desk, but I don't turn on my computer. It's like an electronics free time. It's just time for myself to be quiet. And I'll start off by Well, I always bring coffee (laughs) and then I do, um, a practice in the start today journal where you write down five things you're grateful for from the previous day, and then 10 goals that you're working towards. And I mean, you can have a gratitude practice where you just jot down in your phone or on a piece of paper, those five things you're grateful for. Right. Um, and that's just, it puts me in a really good mindset of abundance of looking for the good, um, of, of starting that time in a really positive way. And then I usually after that do a short like meditation or just like sitting in the quiet sometimes can just be so nice. Um, Or if I don't want to do like a guided meditation, I'll just play like a favorite song, like four or five minutes long. Like this is not a long chunk of time. And I'll just sit and just like listen to the song and just be quiet. Right. And just give myself that chance to just not have so much input and to just be with myself. Um, And then after that, I like to journal. So like just kind of stream of conscious journaling, like how I'm feeling, or if I'm, if something's coming up in the day that I'm a little nervous about, I'll talk about that with myself. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I have to break up the writing exercises because I still have carpal tunnel from my pregnancies. And so I can't, if I write for too long, my hand goes numb. (laughs) It's like really weird. So that's why, that's why I break it up in that way. So all that to say, you could make it in whatever order works for you. <laughs> Hopefully you don't have carpal tunnel. So you could write for a longer period of time, but that's why I do gratitude and goals, a little bit of meditating or breathing, just being really, and then just some journaling to, to connect back with myself. And usually by the time I've done all those things, like my time is starting to wind down. So if I have a little bit more time, I might do a little bit of stretching, nothing like really structured, just like I have like my, if my neck feels tight, I'll, I'll stretch into that and, and what have you. Um, so that's like what my, that's like my winter morning routine in the summer. I actually also really love to go for walks. So a lot of times in the summer when it's nice out here, I put on my sneakers and I go for a walk from seven to eight, but I still do all of those things just in a different way. Like I'll mentally practice my gratitude and I'll like listen to a song and just be really present in that moment for like my, like quote, meditating time. Right. And and then I just give myself the time and the space to think through the day to come almost like a, almost like I'm mentally journaling with myself. That's awesome. I love your morning routine. And I love <laughs> that you and your husband tag team. What, mm-hmm. a, what a great thing. What a gift to give each other. So um, I'm going to tell you about when me and my husband had Jane 
and I was losing my mind um, at home with her those early months, Mm -hmm. you know, because you just feel like you have no time to yourself. And um, my husband and I were both working from home and it felt like we were just constantly walking into the room and handing the baby to the other person. (laughs) Like, I have a call. I have a thing. I got to go to the bathroom. I got to, and then they'd come back and just hand you the baby. And it felt like they, it felt like you would just hand the baby to him. And now he's handing Mm -hmm. it back to you. And it was like, we were just so bitter. And like, <laughs> n- neither of us felt like we got enough time, you know, without any structure, it's just so frustrating. And so we set up this like system called, um, two, four, four, two. Okay. And that is, I'm on for two hours. You're on for four hours. I'm on for four hours. Then you're on for two hours. So each of us have six whole hours of our day to ourselves and six hours where we are 100% in charge of baby, whether that's putting down for naps, bottles, and, um, you know, whatever. So sometimes you, you're, you're long stretch, you get a good nap. So like you get like even extra time because the baby took a good nap on your, on your watch. And so, um, now, and if that was a little too long, we would do two, three, three, two. So mm-hmm. that would cover like a full working day. I could, you know, run off to Starbucks and work. And so I just wanted to share that with anybody that's listening that is like, oh my gosh, I need this for like my whole day. How do I do this? <laughs> if you and your spouse happen to work from home, that was what we did. And it was so nice um, and just helpful with having some sort of partnership routine. And we did it in the night too. Um, like once, once I started pumping and I was able to give the milk to Luke to feed and like fill up the fridge, um, I would take like the earlier shift of night in terms of like nine o'clock until, you know, one was my shift to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then if the baby wakes up from like one until six, it was Luke's shift to s- sleep, something like that. So we would just like, I, I don't remember, it's been so long since we did it, but it was even. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, you're going to get at least a solid chunk. And if the baby wakes up in that time, it's not on you. And when it's your time, you have the monitor on your side of the bed. And so those systems were so nice. Um, yeah. and, and that partnership and just feeling supported. And, um, so that reminded me of that, like those like tag in and tag out mm-hmm. because that really saves you. Um, and it helps you also put more trust in your spouse and let them have authority, let them learn, let them fail and, and learn and get better and have confidence in taking care of your kids. And, um, it's a big act of surrender and, you know, and that's <laughs> so hard, especially with your firstborn to like, let someone else do that feeding or learn something the hard way or whatever. But from there, it was like, now he's a pro, he's such a pro. And anyways, so I just want to give snaps to my husband because that's awesome. But um, I love that the morning routine. So I have a hundred (laughs) questions. So my morning routine, I've struggled so hard to do the, before they wake up thing I've tried. Mm -hmm. And like this week I was like, I'm doing it. I'm setting an alarm 545. And guess what? My son woke up four times that night. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And I was like, forget it. I can't do it. (laughs) And, um, it's just impossible. And not only that, it's like, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I could do stuff in the, in, in the darkness of night, mm-hmm. you know, like, I just feel like it's going to kill my creativity anyway. So what I do is my kids go to daycare on the days that they're not completely sick from daycare, which is like half the time. <laughs> um, 
But as soon as I drop them off, that's when I start my morning routine. You know, that's when I start to just like have it. And what I've been scheduling in my planner is quiet time, like a 30 minute chunk of quiet time. And then an hour long of power hour. So it's like a stack of like, that is my first time. And then the power hour and and Monday and Tuesday, I did my quiet time during a walk. Mm -hmm. So that's been kind of what I've been doing, but I definitely would, I think like a little more structure in it. Um, and I kind of felt like I was failing for not doing it before my kids wake up. Mm. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. I think I, I had that same experience too, where I was like, well, I have to be super mom and I have to make this time for myself so that it never impacts my kids. Right. I think that was my thought, like unconsciously was like, I have to do all this for myself first so that I can be there the second that they wake up. And in reality, like my husband and I parent together, they don't need both of us. And that's when we were like, oh, we should tag team this time because when we're both here, like one of us is sitting and snuggling one, like them on the couch. My kids love to cuddle. And my husband teases me that I like created cuddlers because I love to snuggle. And one of us will like make breakfast. And I'm like, well, we don't really actually need both of us to do this. Like we can tag team this. Like one of us can make breakfast and they'll still get cuddles and they'll still get fed, but it's just with one parent at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there is a little bit of like permission giving in that, like, if you have someone you can tag team with, like, it's okay. Like I always have to tell myself, like, I, you know, I love spending my time with my boys. I spend so much time with them, but like, they're going to be okay. If for an hour in the morning, you know, they don't see me. And if anything, it helps them kind of like you were saying, it helps them connect with their dad even more because he's the one that's, that's there and taking care of their needs and showing them love um, during that time. And it gives them an opportunity to connect, especially before he starts his work day and they won't see him until like his lunch break. The other thing I love that you said too, is that, um, you're taking that time for yourself once the kids have been dropped off at school, right? Once they're at daycare. And that's the cool thing about this time for yourself is that it doesn't have to be in the morning. Like I love having my keystone habit be my morning routine, but your keystone habit could be once the kids are dropped off or for somebody listening, who's like, you know, for whatever reason, this just won't work for me in the morning. That's totally fine. Maybe you do it when your kids go to bed or you do it over at nap time. Right. And the biggest thing for me is giving myself permission to have kind of, I call them like a B and C goals for this time. So like my a goal is like the kids sleep through the night. Nobody crawled into bed with me. (laughs) Like I wake up when my alarm goes off and I get that full hour to myself. Um, my B goal might be like, okay, uh, you know, one of our kids is sick or something. So we've truncated our morning routines down into one hour for both of us. So maybe we both just take 30 minutes. And during that time, I'm like, you know what? I just need to like, take a really hot shower. (laughs) Maybe I don't even do my normal morning routine that time. I just need a little time to just like take a good shower and feel nice and clean and like nice and fresh going into the day. Um, and then maybe your seagull is like, okay, my kid is like very sick and like, I'm going to be on the couch with him all day. Maybe that's like taking five minutes and putting in like one earbud while you're cuddling and like listening to something that uplifts you or doing your meditation, but seated on the couch with them, whatever that looks like, or jotting down the things you're grateful for in your phone while you sit and you snuggle. Right. And so by setting these kind of A, B and C goals for that time, we can have some flexibility, right? Cause a lot of us, a lot of those who are tuning in, I would imagine have little ones and have very full lives. And 
sometimes life happens, right? And so in setting these goals, we can release that kind of all or nothing thinking, which is, which, you know, if we can show up and we show up and then life happens, it's so much harder to get started again when we're like, I'm going to do 10 things. Um, But if you're like, okay, uh, I'm going to release that all or nothing thinking, I'm just going to go with my A, B and C goals. Maybe today is a C goal kind of day, (laughs) you know, and you just take those five minutes for yourself, but keeps you in the practice. It keeps you in the habit of it. Um, one thing I love that, um, I think James clear says it in atomic habits about his habits is, um, never miss twice. And I, I like that idea of like, like you have a day or two where you do really well. Like, you know, like you said, you got your walk in on Monday and Tuesday, and then, you know, Wednesday, you're like, it's just not going to happen today. Like my kid's been up a bunch of times at night. I'm exhausted. Like, it's just not going to happen. And being like, okay, <laughs> like, that's just part of life, especially in the season that we're both in. Um, but just telling yourself like never miss twice. And then it's like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to really double down on setting myself up for success the night before to make this time a priority. That's so good. Yeah. One of the things that I love for the, I guess, C goal or B goal is this app called Lectio Divina. Um, actually, no, it's not an app called Lectio Divina. It's an app that does Lectio Divina and Mm. it's called Lectio 365. And it has a morning meditation and an evening meditation on scripture. Again, it's called Lectio 365. Um, but like today's meditation is on Mark chapter 10, verse 13 through 16. And then tonight is limitations 322. And it's so beautiful. The voice is so like, you can't listen to this and not just fall right to sleep. It's so amazing. So you can do it on your walk. You can do it, um, with like, I, I did it. Um, I really got into it when my baby was born, Charles, who was born December 29th. And, um, I really just didn't have any time for me and like time to just mm-hmm. sit and have these luxurious 30 minute Bible studies and hour long morning routines. And so that was something I could squeeze in when I was nursing. Mm-hmm. And like, it was such mm-hmm. a calm, soothing, happy thing. Like he could listen to it. And it was just reading scripture over his little soul, you know, so it was perfect. Um, so that's a great one to download, get in the habit of it's such a blessing. It just, you pray through it. It goes through different, um, scriptures and and thoughts. And I absolutely love it. Um, that reminds me what you were saying about kind of don't miss twice Mm. is what John Acuff calls, um, the day after perfect, We all have this day. It's like, we do it once we do it twice. And then we mess up. And there's this day after we've been on a perfect streak, even if it's just one, one day you did well in your diet plan and the next day you didn't, you know, it's the day after perfect and the day after perfect comes. And that's when that perfectionism bug creeps in. And it's like, well, see, you didn't do it. Like you should just give up. Like, this is not for you, Polly, you know? And I have that voice in my head and I have to silence it and just say, oh, oh, this is just the day after perfect. That's okay. I can start again. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to be better. And I'm yeah. trying to treat myself and um, give these gifts to myself. Cause that's truly what it is. When I was talking to um, Chelsea Joe, who runs the systemize your life podcast, she talks about having a morning routine and creating like a really beautiful long one and then a short one. And it's like, mm-hmm. which one are you going to do today? Is it the long one or the short one? And the short one can be as simple as like, a glass of water, you know, like go to the bathroom, like something so basic that you're going to do it. But like, there are some days where you're like rushing around, like I haven't brushed my teeth. Like, you know, (laughs) like having these like 
I'm just taking care of myself. Like I'm making up my bed. I'm drinking a full glass of water. I've taken my vitamins. I have my coffee, like whatever that is, like making it short and sweet and like powerful. And then like your longer one. Um, so like for me, my long one would be a nice walk. Yeah. Um, my, my shorter one would be just like getting up, drinking my glass of water, scraping my tongue, grabbing a coffee and a water and like breakfast and like whatever that is, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but my, my hour to me, like my favorite thing to do in that hour is definitely journal. I feel like journaling is the windshield wipers of the brain. It just like squeaks it clean. So you can see. Oh, I love that. That's a, that's from, um, Rebecca Lyons. That's from her book rhythms of renewal. And I like love the visual of that because it's yeah. so true. And like, just being in that habit of journaling, it just like clears it out. Um, and then from there it's Bible study, like just, I feel like connecting with God's word brings peace and it helps me tap into my creativity too, mm. which is a big part of my day, especially if I have a lot of writing to do or like work. And it's so easy for me to get in this, um, imposter syndrome of mm. like, oh my gosh, who am I to like teach or talk or like speak on a podcast? I don't know. Like it just kind of helps me remember like where my gifts come from, where my power comes from, um, who's got me. And so that's really important who my dad is, you know, and then, um, music for sure. And I'll link a playlist below actually that, that I would love to suggest if anybody's looking for a, a good playlist for their day. Um, but yeah, the day after perfect, that's, that's good. And it's not that I have to take a walk tomorrow, but I definitely need to have a more luxurious keystone Mm -hmm. morning routine. Yeah. And the cool thing about a keystone habit too, is like for you and for you and me, like, it sounds like we both really love morning routines for some people. It might be totally different. It might be like waking up and maybe you have the kind of day where you're like, if I wake up and I just work out first thing, right? Like some people just love to like really move their bodies and just like feel really strong in their body. For me, like the most I can do in the morning is a walk. And it's like, my walks are not fast. Like this is not like, a, I might be sweating because it's like really hot in Pennsylvania this summer, but like, I'm not like, I'm not doing it for the workout necessarily. I'm doing it because it helps clear my mind, helps me connect with myself. It's good for my emotional health, my mental health. Um, but it's not like I'm like crushing a workout, but for some people that might be what really speaks to them. Right. Um, for other people, it might be reading. It might be like, you know what? I just want to take, I feel good when I read and I'm just going to take 30 minutes to read during that time. Right. But I think the biggest thing is using that time to connect with yourself, whether that's emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, um, it's time to just kind of come back home to yourself so that you're like, you know, that saying like, you can't pour from an empty vessel. Right. So it's this whole idea with our keystone habit is we're filling up our cup first so that we can give to everybody else. And also, so, so we can create like a, that domino effect for the rest of our day. So for that reason, I do think a keystone habit works really well with a morning routine. And then it's just what you want to do with that time. But sometimes your keystone habit, maybe it starts a little bit later in your day, right? When the the kids are dropped off or your workday has started, and maybe you can carve out a little bit of that time for yourself. Right. But I love that idea of like the day after perfect and this idea that 
you know, you, you can have this, this grand plan and maybe that happens most of the time. And that's so awesome. But then giving yourself permission on those days when you're like, it's not going to happen, but instead of totally throwing in the towel, you know, you pull out that app and you listen for five minutes. Right. And you keep that intention alive so that the next day, maybe you can ramp it back up again. So good. So this has been such a good conversation. I think I want to wrap it up by kind of giving someone practical steps. So if someone Mm -hmm. came to you right now, right, like Gina's listening and she's like, okay, what is my keystone habit? Like, how do I figure Mm -hmm. out what it is? Um, Is there a question I can ask myself? Is there an assessment? Like, what should I do? What would be like the questions they might need to ask themselves to unlock it? Or what would you say to somebody that came to you directly and was like, I have no idea what mine (laughs) should be or when I should do it? Yeah, that's such a great question. So the thing I would ask yourself is what is something that you like to do where you lose track of time? Kind of like when you get into like a flow state, when like you're doing something that you're, you're so involved in, you're so immersed in, you're enjoying it so much that like you forget like, oh my gosh, dinner, I should have eaten dinner <laughs> like an hour ago. Right. You're doing that thing. And you're like, oh my goodness, like I blinked and it was an hour later. Right. Think about those things and make a list of them. Maybe that's cooking. Maybe that's going for a walk. Like we've been talking about, maybe that's moving your body, like really joyfully, um, through like a yoga class or going for a run or reading a book or journaling, you know, journaling for me is a big one where I can just like lose total track of time. And I'm like, oh man, six pages later. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't even realize all that time had gone by. Right. So make a list of those things where you lose that track of time where you're just so beautifully in the moment. Like you're really present with yourself and see what of those, when you do that helps lead you to making other good decisions throughout your day, decisions that support the person that you're growing into. Right. And so for me, for example, like I like to think about future Kate, like, I don't know, like 20 years from now, Kate, (laughs) you know, she's got some cool gray hair. She's got like this cool sweater that she wears, you know, I think about future Kate and I'm like, what decisions and things can I do today that will help bring future Kate into reality 20 years from now. Right. And so first you start with asking yourself, like, what are those things that I love to do? Those things where I lose sense of time and I'm just present. And then thinking about like, what is it, what is something I can do with this time that my future self will thank me for? So for you, it sounds like doing something that really allows you to start opening up your creativity for the day, right? Helps really get you into that, that, that creative spirit, that openness, that confidence that comes from that time um, so that you can go about your day feeling really good, right? So thinking about like, what does that future self embody? Um, who, who is, who has she grown into and how can I start making decisions that would support that version of my future self? Um, and then the, the last thing that I would suggest is start small, you know, just start with 10 or 15 minutes at a time of whatever your activity might be. A lot of times we have these moments of clarity where we're like, yes, I really want to implement a morning routine, or yes, I really want to implement you know, a keystone habit that's going to really help my day. Um, and we want to do like everything under the sun (laughs) and we do that for a couple of days and then it's not sustainable. And then it's Mm -hmm. so hard to get started again. Cause like we've lost the momentum. Mm -hmm. Um, so instead like start smaller so you can start building that momentum and then you can keep adding to it from there. So yeah, like ask yourself, what is it that I love to do? Like, who is it that I want to grow into and how can I start making time for that today? And my biggest piece of advice is to 
create some sort of like starting ritual for yourself. Like Mel Robbins talks about in the five second rule where she tells you to just count down. Like when you have that nudge, like, oh, it's time for my morning routine or like, oh, it's time to practice gratitude or it's time to queue up um, the scripture app. Um, so you, you tell yourself five, four, three, two, one, go, and then you, you do the thing. <laughs> and so you can use that as your starting ritual. Um, for me, like when I come down to do my morning routine, I light a candle and that's my way of telling myself like, okay, I'm like beginning this special quiet time for myself, for somebody else who wants to go for a walk in the morning, for example, you might put out all your clothes the night before and your starting ritual is like you tie your sneakers and then that launches you out the door. Right. Um, so just getting really clear on what it is that you want to do, thinking about like who you're becoming through that process. Cause that keeps you really motivated and excited to keep showing up for it. And then having that starting ritual or that starting routine just helps you kind of get over that hump in, into movement. Cause once you're doing the thing, um, even if, if the movement is like writing, right, like you could be seated, but it gets you started. And once you're started, it, it's so much easier from there. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. There's typically a lot of friction with getting started, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, I gotta get started on this thing. Let me check my phone. Oh, you know what I mean? lost (laughs) And it's gone forever. Um, that's why like, when you look at whatever it's going to be, let's say you write down your morning routine that you want. Okay. And you're like, okay, I'm doing this. Here's my morning routine. My advice would be cut it in half. Yeah. (laughs) Cut it in half. Work up to that. Like whatever it is, cut it in half. And then the second one, how can I reduce friction for me to start this tomorrow? Like, I love how you said, put your shoes out, you know, get it all ready for you. Have your earbuds charged, you know, or your, I don't like earbuds. I like the old school stuff because I'm weird about the frequency or the Bluetooth next to my brain, but, you know, have it ready. So you're like, where am I? you know, headphones, um, <laughs> but having all of that ready to go is so great. Or even like, if it's something at your desk, like having your desk clean and having your Bible sitting there, you know, having your Bible by your bed, because that's what you want to do at night. Like having it there as a reminder, whatever it is. Um, how can I reduce friction yeah. for me to get started? So you have no excuse and that just helps you get, get it going. I love that. So this has been so helpful. How can people connect with you more, Kate, and get to know you and spend some time with you? Thank you so much, Polly. Well, thank you for having me. This is, I always love these conversations that we get to share. So I am over on the live by design podcast on all of your favorite podcasting apps. And then my website is like the hub of everything. So my podcast is over there. I have a, a women's collective where we meet twice a month, once for a growth night where we learn together. And then the third week of the month, we get together for discovery night, which is our journaling evening. Um, so it's called the LBD collective. So that's over on my website and all of that is misskatehouse.com. Um, and I'm also over on Instagram at misskatehouse. <laughs> Perfect. Wonderful. Well, I'll put all of that in the show notes. You guys can scroll down, connect with Kate And thank you so much for speaking to us today and pouring into us. This was so fun. I can't wait to implement. Of course. Thank you so much, Polly. It's always so much fun to get to hang out with you. Thanks for listening to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a quick five-second review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Horatio Printing or 
Polly underscore pain. Simply take a screenshot of this podcast episode, pop it into your Instagram story and tell me what you liked about it. Be sure to tag me so I can repost you. One last thing before you go, if you have a dream to create your own planner, devotional or journal, I would love to teach you my method for how to print your thing. I will teach you how to design it, how to print it and how to distribute it. I give all my students access to Horatio Printing's printer, and I will even buy your first sample for you and teach you how to do a Kickstarter to get all the pre-order money you need to get it printed. Sounds like a deal? Head over to HoratioPrinting.com backslash print school to enroll in print school today. And remember, you are so loved.